So nice I used it twice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's move on quickly. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, podcast where we talk about cool things. No, I'm... that's a good job. <laughs> Our intro music is by my brother, Ryan. You are? I'm Charlene, and I'm here with... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. That's me. <laughs> Too much gusto? No, man. You took the lead. You have to roll with it. <laughs> All right. What do I do next? Oh, I know. Well, we're talking about... We're on about... episode 60. Yeah. Ah, do we always announce what episode we're on? No, I'm saying we're pretty far into it. You think that I... So you should have just at least some clue. <laughs> All right. Today we're talking about like a bunch of trailers that have been on Apple trailers. <laughs> You know, I don't know when they all drop. They've, you know, just new trailers for movies that have been advertised for a while. Stuff we're looking forward Stuff to. Stuff we're looking forward to, yeah. Or maybe, I mean, in some cases, maybe not. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And then we watched Baby Driver, uh, directed by Edgar mm. Wright, and then Spider-Man. That's right. Homecoming. We saw two bomb-ass movies. Yeah. <laughs> Who directed Spider-Man? That's right. I'm going to call it Spider-Man. No. You should. <laughs> oh, man. I just read his name. He was the guy who did Cop Car. John Watts. Oh, that's a tough name to remember. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> did you know what else he had directed? I don't even know <laughs> what Cop Car is. Or have you read anything? It's the Kevin Bacon movie with uh, the cop car. <laughs> the kids like steal a cop car they find in the middle of nowhere. And he's like a sure sheriff who's, no, we haven't seen it. I started watching it. It was supposed to be really good. I started watching it and never got to finish it. Um, but I mean, it was good. It's, it's like a real low key, you know, low budget thriller. Oh, I like those movie. kinds of things. Yeah. But he did, he did well on Spider-Man. <laughs> he, he did, did. well. Yeah. He did good. Good job. <laughs> anyway. Mm. <laughs> What do you want to start with? What have you done this week? Nothing really. There was some news about the Batman movies. You know, Matt Reeves, the guy who's done the Planet of the Apes movies, is taking over to direct. And I think they're kind of reworking the script. And he's talking about how he wants these movies to be more noir detective stories, which would be awesome. Because there's not really been a Batman movie that kind of captures that detective aspect of yeah batman um so that would be cool so and the potential for maybe like a three-part or a trilogy of batman movies i mean he said you know you have to get the first one right before you even think about more but uh, i don't know sounds like he's got a a vision at least he's talking about hitchcockian influence and stuff like that not that I expect a Hitchcock Batman movie, but right. that that kind of tone would be something different, something cool, and a pretty vast departure from the 
bad flick that we've seen so far. But I've, I mean, I've also been reading the, uh, there's a bunch of Batman titles out, like the All-Star Batman and what's uh, really good right now. I think it's only a six part series, but the Shadow Batman crossover mm-hmm. that DC is doing it with Dynamite, um, Scott Snyder and Orlando, Steve Orlando, uh, writing it with Riley Rossmo doing the art. Um, three issues out so far and it's really good. Has the storyline about, you know, the Shadow, I don't know too much about. I saw the alec baldwin movie when it came out 20 years ago but um the storyline right now is basically that the shadow has disguised himself as like um henry ducard and people who've trained batman and he's been training batman he's supposed to be the next shadow but um you know it's good and the art is good i think we've talked about it before a little bit Um, yeah oh i did also just read one more crossover event that uh, Dynamite has going on with um, Green Hornet and the Spirit. It oh was, yeah, uh, it was it was good. Yeah, I. I <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did you have anything else? I mean, Great America, uh, Great British British <laughs> Baking Show is back on PBS, which is fun to watch. Did you know that in Britain, it's the Great British Bake Off, but Pillsbury has like a trademark on the term Bake Off, so they can't use it, and that's why in America it's called the Great British Baking Show. I did know that. You did? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Brat. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I've uh, done a pretty good chunk of um, Autumn by Ali Smith, Mm -hmm. which... I think when you get a few more need, pages in, it um, it's, it's very Allie Smith. Yep. So, yeah, you're pretty upset that I characterized it. Yeah, <laughs> in a, as a book that's easy to read or something. Well, <laughs> no, just that. Um, I mean, not that I think that her books are difficult to read. I just mean the style, um, and the like weirdness in her stories. I don't think you grasped that or got any of that as far as you got into it. Um, And also, I am listening on Audible, uh, No Country for Old Men. Oh, yeah? Yes, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I should be further along, but I have to interrupt with podcasts and stuff. Did you re-sign up for Audible? No, it's one when I... We already had it. Yeah, we've had it for a while. So it was one of the last ones that I used my credits for before I canceled, mm-hmm. but I am seriously considering rejoining. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, that's I, it. I don't know. I I could definitely probably do some more audiobooks. Yeah, it is hard I mean, with the hard amount to, of podcasts, though. I know, and I keep adding more. <laughs> I know. It's not working out. I really do, too. I've added a bunch. Um, I actually, I added one to listen to with Tegan whenever we go anywhere and it's um, NPR's Wow in the World. Yeah. Um, I was listening to the politics podcast and she was like, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, Same I guy. mean, it's really funny. I think the target audience is like Tegan's age and younger, yeah. like really any older and it's kind of probably a little too cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun to listen to with her. We laugh together yeah. about it. So. So you want to get in the trailers then? Yeah. 
great. <laughs> That's the third time we tried that, but we'll just we'll keep that one <laughs> for reasons unknown. Yeah, well. The first one I had was The Inhumans, which Marvel's Inhumans trailer. We had, we had talked about um before and how they were going to do the IMAX and it was first couple episodes were actually going to be they're shooting an IMAX and they'd be in the IMAX theater and the rest of it would play on ABC and you know it was something that sounded pretty cool and fun pretty cool and fun mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um and then a picture came out and I was like oh no mm-hmm. um and I was like maybe it's just a picture and then the trailer came out and I was like oh no yeah <laughs> it was not good it does not look good uh, I'm really disappointed. Medusa looks like she's supposed to be like really badass and like regal and queen like and like you know, um, yeah, very uh, confident. And she just looks like she has like an ill fitting outfit with a weird wig on and like and you don't see the timid. hair do anything. It's no good. Black yeah. bolt is whatever. Although I, I've read, um, there's a new Black Bolt series out right now, and like three issues, and um, shoot, what is, who is the guy who did the art for Odyssey? Um, the Matt Fraction Odyssey book. I don't book. know. I didn't read it. It looks interesting. Um, maybe we can get the trade of that or something, but this, this show does not look interesting. I mean, it's got to be difficult to have your main character not be able to speak. Yeah. And, and to I'll, actually, yeah, no, no. and to be, to like be the actor who has to try to portray like communication with only facial expression. Yeah. So. I don't know. It looks like a miss. I mean, it does. I mean, it looks kind of like an extension to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is basically what it is. Um, the only thing that looks cool though, Lockjaw. Yeah. Lockjaw looks pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, why don't we just have a Lockjaw show? <laughs> like. Yeah. I don't, know, no. I don't think it would work, but. I <laughs> <laughs> don't think so. No, but that's the only thing that seems pretty cool and interesting, so. I kind of wish that Marvel would stop pushing the Inhumans, Inhumans just uh, ostensibly because they don't own the rights to make X-Men films. Um, right. Really, that doesn't seem like a good idea, but I guess we'll see. We probably won't see, but hear about it in some way or another. Um, Pitch Perfect 3. Um, I'm glad this is the last one. Yeah. I I like how the trailer opens with the two broadcasters kind of making a documentary about the Bellas after they've gone their own ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks fun. I liked both of the other movies, but I just don't really feel like really I need another like one. This one really seems like it jumps the shark a little bit. I mean, there's like explosions. Hold on. And, I have no idea what that means. Uh, it means it's just kind of, it goes off the rails into like just completely unbelievable. Where did that saying come from? I want to say happy days where Fonzie, there was some deal with him riding a shark or something. (laughs) We can, we can Google it later if you want, but. Okay. But yeah, jumping from exploding ships is not really how I enjoy my pitch perfect movies, I guess. (laughs) Um, but, oh, I'm sure we'll see it. Maybe not in theaters this time. Oh, yeah. But, no, but the kids will really want to see it. Another, another movie that we probably won't see in theaters, but we'll definitely watch when it comes out is The Foreigner, the uh, new Jackie Chan movie. Oh, yeah. 
for was, for sure. I am really fun. glad to have Jackie Chan back. It is interesting that it's not a comedy. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of talk about, you know, things being too gritty and dark these days. But this looks um, grittier in, like, a fun way. I guess. I don't know. Still Maybe Jackie just Chan. because it's Jackie Chan. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, somebody who loses his daughter in an explosion and Pierce Brosnan is a part of the government who has, but he had ties to the IRA. And so he's trying to find out who's responsible, um, for his daughter's death. And, um, he does Jackie Chan things to, to do that, to find out. And it looks fun. It looks really fun. I really liked watching Jackie Chan movies, you know, with our kids. And then even before that, when I was growing up and all the bloopers, the blooper reel at the end with mm-hmm. the, um, surprised he can still, you know, move like around, that. I can't move like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, see me replay bed in the morning. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I mean, it, going back to movies being like dark and gritty and and stuff, I, I think that's true because that's what sells, which is disappointing. But like, people don't go to the theaters the way they used to to go see like a comedy or a family movie or you know. Well, yeah, I mean that's true. I mean, there's been a lot. I mean, there's unless it's like a there's a lot film. of that disappearance yeah. of the you know medium budget movie like mm-hmm. that. It's either somebody like some kind of auteur makes this amazing low budget film, or it's a blockbuster. But uh, even just like gritty versus light superhero movies like Spider Man, you know, right. uh, and Wonder Woman, they've kind of they're swinging back the other way because there's been so much criticism about the way DC, especially, has approached their uh, cinematic universe but and so i guess i mean it's not really an apt comparison but it's grittier than jackie chan than a grittier jackie chan that i've ever seen so. yeah it's definitely um, not high noon right shanghai noon right that's what it is <laughs> shanghai noon um, also not like high noon <laughs> right neither of those things uh stronger which um, is not something we would usually talk about on this, in this. It might be too emotional for me. Yeah. I mean, it's about the Boston, Bo- it's basically, it's a Boston movie. So I, I want to see it. Yeah. I kind of want to see it, but it's going to be hard. And Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, there's a lot of feelings in there that I just don't. Legs from, um, yeah. The Boston movie. It's definitely, it definitely looks uh, emotional, but uplifting as well does it look uplifting absolutely i guess eventually i don't know those feelings are like too real boston (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i wasn't even going to watch this trailer but the greatest showman with hugh jackman yeah actually looks pretty fun it looks really fun supposed to be a i like that it's a musical right and it doesn't really uh convey that uh through the trailer not no i mean there's this I mean, they're it's not clearly like hit picking you in the face. one. This is a musical. Yeah. It's yeah. maybe more in the vein of um, Moulin Rouge or something. I guess. But I mean, that one, you watch a trailer for Moulin Rouge, clearly it's a musical, yeah. right? So, but does it looks fun? And uh, I wouldn't have thought that it would, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, Hugh Jackman usually does a pretty good job picking his, picking his roles. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, well, I guess we could also hit Flatliners real quick because that looks pretty intense. Very intense. Uh, I never saw I the original Flatliners. Okay. That movie also, one that I watched 
multiple, not many movies that I watched multiple times when I was a yeah. kid, but for some reason that was on that list of movies I'd seen more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, it was creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember it being like, Ooh. Yeah. This kind of looks like one of those mid-budget, um, I think horror, suspense. I like these suspense uh, it's thrillers. A, yeah. Um, a push for meriting a bigger budget because a lot of people enjoy those kinds of movies, but it's not like a big blockbuster mm-hmm. ever. So, um, but it does, it looks, uh, it looks interesting. I, we'll probably see it. Um, yeah, we should watch the Keeper Sutherland one. Yeah. There was also a, like a new three and a half minute feature oh, out Valerian. for Blade Runner. Oh yeah, well there are two, two three and a half minute feature oh. We can hit Valerian first if you want the um, Luke Besson movie coming I'm out this I'm really summer. excited about this. I mean, yeah. probably because Fifth Element is like low-key one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and you know, he talks about that in the featurette, how it was basically like, well we can't really make Valerian, so let's make the Fifth Element. Right. Um, and now the technology is there where they can. Yeah. So it's based on a, a French comic book. Uh, it's like a huge, de- a huge deal in France too. Like this is a very popular book in France. Yeah. And I don't know it, you know, we've talked about it a little bit. Uh, just you and I, how it, it just has that look of like an expensive movie that, that might not really hit with a big enough audience to you know, have it considered a success. Right. Um, but, but we definitely lo- want to see it because it, it looks pretty fun. It looks visually amazing. Yeah. And I, I mean, the story is, doesn't look dumb. Right. I mean, uh, Dane DeHaan. I don't know who the actors are really. Uh, Dane DeHaan is Valerian. Mm-hmm. And the only other, I mean, he was in, um, the cure for wellness, I think. And obviously also the, the other Spider-Man. Oh, we never saw a cure for wellness. No, I think it just came out on video mm. or for home viewing. Right. Not, <laughs> whatever. The other, the actress is the, the temptress. Is that what her name is from Suicide Squad? Yes. Enchantress. No. Enchantress. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that does not sound right. Um, yeah, it is. She looks so much younger here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. on purpose. And I don't know. Like, I, I, might have known her name three yeah. weeks ago, but not now. And I'm not going to bother looking it up. Yeah. But it does look fun. But we also watched a three and a half minute featurette on Blade Runner 2049, which um, Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, uh, Jared Leto. I, it just, it looks uh, really cool. We went to, uh, we went back and watched the original Blade Runner movie, right. which you had never seen. I had watched several years ago. I watched the director's cut and I was like, that's always a mistake. It is. Especially on the first viewing. Uh, I mean, I watched the director's cut of like Anchorman and I was like, is this movie funny? I, I can't tell. <laughs> and it's supposed to be one of the funniest movies ever made. And I was like, this is like, this makes no sense. Uh, basically, Blade Runner was super uh, boring to me on the first viewing. Um, And so we watched it again. We made sure the iTunes almost got me. (laughs) They almost got me with the final cut, which is different than the director's cut, but it is not the The original original movie. Right. Um, So we rented it, watched it. And I got to say, still kind of boring. It was, it wasn't as exciting (laughs) as I thought it was going to be. Now putting it in the time period in which it was made, 
you made a comment about like the whole world building aspect of it, which is that's pretty cool and yeah. pretty awesome. And this whole idea of the story happening, I like that it it sort of starts out as the old like detective. Yeah, oh, the, the, like voiceover. With the voiceover, and he's the, the voiceover is hilarious because he sounds super bored while he's reading yeah. it. Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's not meant to sound. It's supposed to sound like um, matter of fact and yeah. No, and he sounds important. He sounds wicked bored, but he does sound wicked bored. Um, but like partway through, it stops being that movie, and a not it's not like a detective story anymore. I thought there was going to be like some bigger payoff, like like a big conspiracy or something, but it just turns out to be a story about what it means to be human, right. which was kind of Boring. disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but but the new Blade Runner, it, it kind of I think. It looks like to me that it takes that that world that they built and kind of makes a modern movie with it. So I think it's going to be a lot more exciting. Obviously, I think there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot more action and maybe a better visually, uh, story, a better plot. I, I hope so. Yeah. So, but we'll see. I don't know. It it looks like it like it's going to be very good. Yeah. Denny Villeneuve is the director. He did the Arrival or Arrival, not the Arrival, but. I he's really done a lot of arrival, yeah. by the way. No, it's, so. he's done a lot of good movies, and so um, I, I think it. I think it's going to be good. And Ridley Scott is like an executive producer on it, so he's got input. And cool, it is cool. <laughs> uh, so it was my Harrison Ford impression. <laughs> this is good. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> the uh, I don't know. The only other thing I had written down was the big sick. And oh yeah so it's been out it seems like it's been out for two weeks already but in the limited release and not even in like a, a city like ours but uh it's def it's expanding and should be here oh, yeah. like next weekend or this weekend no i mean i got an email saying that tickets were available to purchase but i didn't open it up and see like what the show times were for it. yeah so kamel nanjiani and his wife emily v gordon wrote the movie about basically their relationship and it just i mean i've seen a lot of good things about it and it looks really good it and does I, look I really like, good I, I like both of them from you know i used to listen to their uh podcast about video games the indoor kids yeah and you listen um, to their x-files podcast didn't they have an X-Files? that was well that was just kamel nanjiani's podcast oh, but right, right. uh he hasn't put any of those out and i unsubscribed because even though they're um you know a charming couple much like us <laughs> 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 they were talking about video games and that's not really my thing. Right. And I obviously I love Silicon Valley and uh, his character in that is, is really funny, but I'm looking forward to seeing the big sick. I'm looking forward to seeing that too. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. We should probably move on. Talk about baby driver first. So exciting. Yeah. Now I listened to a podcast review pop culture happy hour and it, made me rethink things a little bit but like coming but it didn't change how i feel about the movie it just made me it pointed out some things that like were lost on me because of the excitement of and like that feeling that that movie gave me after walking out of the theater like there was enough of the like really really great stuff that it overshadowed anything that the story or that the movie might have been missing um so it, I, I'll say I, I didn't, I, I love the movie as well, but I did 
have some problems with it even before I listen to some of these reviews. And this is one of those movies, I think, that has kind of gone through this internet cycle of this is the greatest thing ever to, wow, look at all these problems. And right. um, I don't know. It, I mean, it's got both of those things, I guess. But um, overall, the movie was really, uh, it was, both the movies we're talking about were just like really fun movies to go watch. So this is an Edgar Wright movie. He directed, wrote it. Um, who we, I mean, we like basically all this stuff. Uh, we really, really liked uh, and enjoyed rewatching with Courtney, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. And he did Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which we, we love, even mm-hmm. though it didn't do all that well. Really like the movie. But uh, it has like a cult fan base following though, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think it found its um, niche. Yeah, like kind of after uh, the initial release. But for the movie itself, I mean, if anybody's even seen the trailer, they basically know, you know, what it's about. This It's a heist movie. Yeah. Car chase the, movie. The baby driver is this, you know, young driver named Baby who's kind of pulled into this life of crime and whatever. Um, I think the first the first 30, 40 minutes of the movie is basically like exactly what you would expect from it um, when you're watching the trailer. And it's like, it's so much fun. Uh, I, I the thought opening, it was like even more than what I was going to get from yeah. the trailer. Like, yeah, I think so. Because like... I mean, it, I didn't really... I mean, you knew music was going to be a big part of it from the trailer, but like the musicality with like the cinematography and just like the way that it's shot and it's so vibrant and like they're so um intertwined like with with each other like the way the music fits in yeah, I mean, with does... what's going on in the story is so cool and and really um like new and fun like just the way that it's presented yeah it does that thing um that I mean, we've talked about it before. I brought it up that I really like watching trailers when they use the music and sync it up to um, stuff that's happening in the trailer, right. like gunshots. And they do it for the Justice League trailer, and uh, they did it for the Baby Driver trailer. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't. I've we've never seen it um, actually in a movie. I've never seen it actually in a movie. Um, for a protracted, I mean, they don't do it through the whole movie, but the whole first I mean, action they do sequence and do even it through like, the whole movie, like they really do yeah. not quite as, um, like you don't see the same like sync of like right. the whole song with, I mean, I mean the, the, basically one of the first couple of scenes is like, even like the lyrics to the songs are like spelled out for you on the sides of buildings, which is just so cool. Yeah. Um, but like you do get a lot of the the syncing with the the music. Yeah, all I think throughout. it just kind of fades to the. It kind of fades through the movie, and it's a just less. It it's to me it was less noticeable later in the movie. I mean, just uh-huh. I mean, even like when they're tapping the money in the you know yeah or counting out the money but and like putting down the, any the piles. And gunshots the, were like timed yeah. up with 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 a uh, stuff in the songs. It was really yeah. cool. And then I mean. The action sequences with like the car, the car chase stuff. It's hard to, you know, do something, I think, that is new when it comes to stuff like that. But I mean, this was. It felt really new. Yeah, it was really good. Um, 
I mean, the soundtrack itself, obviously, we've already hit on it a little bit, but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, we use Amazon Prime, listen to music. They don't have the actual soundtrack, but you can, like, build a playlist that, that mirrors it, and the kids love to listen to it. Yeah. Um, the kids like the movie. Tegan was a little... She cried at the end. <laughs> it was a little upsetting, a little yeah, intense for maybe. her, I think. I mean, it was an accident that they came along at all. My bad. I accidentally... Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was... um. I mean, it's fine. Courtney wanted to see it. Jake loves going to the movies, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's and just Jake so wanted much... to see this movie yeah. too. Like yeah, he'd he been asking about it, like before watching the trailers over and over again. Yeah. But yeah, there. I mean, there was there's so much to like about the movie. Like even um, when they're planning the heists, mm-hmm. the interaction between the characters. Yeah, I that, mean, the acting was really great. Like yeah. spot on. Yeah, Ansel Elgort. We've never seen in anything because we never saw Faulkner stars, stars or, or what was he in other than? Um, oh, uh, he was in was one something. of like the Divergent movies or yeah. something, wasn't he? But I mean, we watched the first one, but I don't. It wasn't like one we were really into. Yeah, and so he was. He was. He was good. He was fine. Yeah, like it was. Um, I think he fit the role well. Uh, Lily James, his his love interest was. Um, she was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked. Kevin Spacey. Um, he had a weird turn at the end, though, which was like, it didn't really make sense. It, where you were like, what? Okay, though, I'm going to roll with it. Right. And and it happened, yeah. So it was one of the things about the movie that was kind of weird, but, right, but that's hard like, to follow. Yeah. Um, but I could have used more John Berenthal, Berenthal uh, the Punisher. He was oh, in the first. Yeah. He's in the first heist, and his his character was was fun, um, but he kind of disappeared. And you know, I guess they're not. They don't use the same crew. They say at one point for any job, right? Where and then they bring people back, right? As a different crew together. Jamie Foxx and John Hamm and his girlfriend um, Isaac Gonzalez. But I don't know. The cast was great. I mm-hmm. uh, I thought they all like just worked really well together. I don't know. Other than that, I don't know what else to say as far as stuff that I liked, except for the the chase scene at the end where he he not only goes, you know, it's not just a car thing, but um, this, these long tracking shots of him running, you know, yeah. doing this kind of parkour kind of escape. Uh, I don't know. It's just stuff you don't really see in, in a lot of movies mm-hmm. these days. It seemed like kind of a ode to 80s action movies a little bit, um, except cooler <laughs> <laughs> so um, things from the 80s are cool yeah <laughs> some of them <laughs> the, but yeah i mean it, it it did kind of for me it kind of it dipped in the middle and then as far as being able to enjoy the the line of the story and then Towards the, I did not like. I, I mean, even when we were in the theater, I didn't like the end with the the whole court scene. I was just kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm sure that's one of the things you were thinking of when you talked about that the podcast review. Yeah. Uh, one of their big uh, quibbles from that from that podcast was like, he he would have been better cast as like a black person. It would have completely changed the movie. Um, well, his, they make an interesting point because of the location, like where it takes place, it takes place in Atlanta, yeah, it, which was also weird, just how confined it was. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Yeah. How are they getting away with all this stuff? Right. Just I mean, Atlanta's a pretty big like, city, though. Doing all these jobs. And it probably just could have been more, I don't know. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have changed the whole story. Like, it would have been a completely different. Yeah. I mean, it's fine that, you know, they they pointed out all these things in the movie that, you know, um, May, would have made I guess more sense if if he was a black character mm-hmm. um, to me there's it's talking about stuff like that is fraught with all these different issues I mean sure mm-hmm. I mean it would have been a different movie Edgar Wright is a 40 year old white dude who wanted to make this movie um, I know people talk about representation but they also talk about you know and I don't think this is true, but a lot of people think like the only way you can get an authentic story is to have it. If if you want it to be about a black person, then a black person should tell that story. That did occur to me too when they and were. Edgar Wright is not that obviously. They want him to make this. They wanted him to make a different movie. I don't. No, I. I mean, I think it was just something that they notice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. As critics, you know, like okay. So the character portrayed here seems like it would be more likely in real life that this character who has a black foster father who lives in like Atlanta is sort of pulled into a life of crime. Like what's the likelihood that it's this baby face white kid, you know? Um, But I don't think the argument is like necessarily that Edgar Wright made the wrong choice just that it was noticeable that it could have gone in a different direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, that wasn't noticeable to me, but I'm also not like a black American. So, what? you know, <laughs> so, you know, but I mean, your point is, is something that I thought of too, while listening to the yeah. podcast was, well, like, you know, how authentic could it be with this middle-aged white guy directing this story you know, if he sure. chose, but I mean, but you don't know, that's not the way that the movie was made. Yeah. But all talking about all this makes the movie a lot less fun. Yeah. And it's not less fun. And the movie is fucking the, awesome. <laughs> yeah. The movie, is, I mean, it's just, it, I think it's more supposed to be a fun movie rather than yeah. a treatise on the, the criminal justice system in, in Southern America. Hmm. Anyway, right? Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I thought you said I couldn't keep saying that. Yeah. Now you get to say it. No. Spider-Man Homecoming. So exciting. It was really good. It was good. I need to see it again, though. I yeah. think I was not in the... I can't wait to watch both of these movies again. I don't know what was wrong with me. I just wasn't in, like, the the best frame of mind just for movie watching. I feel like I didn't grasp it. Like, I didn't get that, like, exciting feeling that I get a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I don't... I'm not sure why. Like, I mean, we set aside the day to do it. We just had like a really fun afternoon, but I felt like I was, maybe I wasn't in a, mo- a movie watching place. I feel like I need, I didn't get enough out of it and I have to see it again soon. Like soon. No. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with that. Okay. We should go tonight. <laughs> uh, at like midnight? Definitely. Do they have a midnight showing? I'm probably guessing no. I'm going to fall asleep if we did. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we'll find another time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was directed by John Watts. <laughs> it was directed by John Watts. <laughs> uh, and obviously Tom Holland reprising his role as Spider-Man from Civil War. 
Captain America Civil War. Um, but the movie itself is just really, uh, it's light and fun. You know, it, uh, we talked about it a little bit already and how, how that benefits, uh, a superhero, especially one like Spider-Man who's supposed to be this awkward teenage kid who talks a lot and mm-hmm. makes all these little quippy, uh, comments while he's uh, engaged in Spider-Manning. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, it starts off with an origin story, but but not really the vulture origin story. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they obviously made a very deliberate decision to not dive back into uh, Uncle Ben and radioactive spiders, and I think that was obviously wise because not only is this the so third tired. iteration in fifteen years, but people are like everybody knows where Spider Man comes from. Yeah, and this being the you know another um a new version of them is clearly not necessary mm-hmm. um but the vulture as michael keaton or michael keaton as the vulture was awesome <laughs> the vulture like, michael yeah, right. i mean like <laughs> it, i feel like it could be said that way too yeah uh, such a big presence yeah i yeah. mean michael keaton is just awesome and always one of my favorites from all the way back i mean even before batman like we we used to watch mr mom and uh the dream team and all his uh, comedic roles before yeah. he did the 1989 Tim Burton Batman. But obviously that took him to a whole new level for me. And I, I just love watching him and everything that he does, mm-hmm. uh, especially now as, as an older presence and just, I mean, he's just got this yeah. gravitas, I guess, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I, mean, I think he does a really good job in, in the movie and the costume uh, for the vulture, the vulture in the comic books or in like the old cartoons is just kind of ridiculously, um, ridiculous, <laughs> but that's a good, it's a good, it's a good adjective. Thanks. <laughs> so nice. I used it twice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on quickly, <laughs> but they transition, you know, quickly from that, from the vulture origin to, um, you know, they kind of transport you back to Peter's, experienced while he you know his intro to the avengers the the civil war stuff he's vlogging yeah he's vlogging (laughs) it's really cool it's funny yeah they use these different angles from you know um from scenes from the movie civil war and um you know how he got to berlin and what happened after and then it you know it uses that really um fun device to transition to where he is now which is back as a high school student with this uh, Stark internship, quote Just unquote. sort of waiting for the next big right. thing. Yeah. And so you get this, you know, I mean, Tom Holland is not 15 years old, but he looks like he could be. Mm-hmm. Um, you get this sophomore in high school. I like the way they integrated the, the greater um, MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe into this movie. Because obviously, you know, a lot of it was made about how Sony is... Um, allowing Marvel to collaborate with them on this because they can't get anything right, right. by themselves. <laughs> um, but Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man in this was, I think, perfectly used. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't uh, overbearing. There wasn't too much of him, but there was a, a pretty good amount. And I like I like John Favreau. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's little things like Captain America on the... Um, doing like little PSAs. Yeah. Hannibal <laughs> like, Burris is like a gym teacher. He's like, pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but we still have to show you this. 
<laughs> um, yeah, just, I mean, like the little details like that that were put in were just really fun. Some interesting things that I noticed, uh, like Marissa Tomei is May, uh, like her wardrobe is hilarious mm. and fun. I mean, I, I think it's a good choice to to change May in that way where where she's not like this right. gray-haired, fragile old woman. Right. You I mean, know. you wouldn't think she would. I mean, I mean yeah. it's his aunt. It's right. Not, and not, he's a high schooler. Not his great-great-aunt. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I like the relationship he has with his best friend, how he finds out stuff. and Yeah. Just the Ned-Peter... Uh, combo is it's pretty funny in the in the in the movie the yeah the, he wants to be the guy behind the computer yeah um i don't know some some of the stuff that i like really loved in the movie was one the uh one of the first you know real action sequences when he's trying to chase down this van but he's trying to like swing through this suburban area yeah. <laughs> shows, just i like... mean it shows how much he has to has to grow but also like how complicated it would really be to actually swing everywhere you go. Right. <laughs> and he ends up running through these yards and like. It was a golf I, course. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even remember how they worked it in exactly, but they 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 have the Ferris Bueller um, clip on a TV as he's running through like, these yeah, yards. Yeah, yeah. Ferris Bueller's running through the yards. And that was hilarious to me because like. Uh, you could say like, boy, I wish they wouldn't hit you over the head with something like that. But I wouldn't have even drawn that comparison yeah. if they had. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I feel like this movie did a really great job with with the the Peter trying to balance like being a regular kid with his desire to be this superhero, like an Avenger. Like he no. wants to be an Avenger, but he's a kid i mean he's 15 we have a 15 year old could you imagine like right. i mean i like his yeah the uh the stuff he does with the academic decathlon and uh the teacher who who brings them to to dc martin star also from silicon valley has one of the best lines in the movie <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah and then you know they introduce um or they do this kind of bait and switch with his his love interest um, yeah, and I really, I mean, this movie was a lot of comedy. Like, it yeah. was a it was comedy. Great. It, it was, was great. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, one of the funniest things I thought was uh, when they when they hack his suit, the one that Tony Stark gave him and uh, take off the training wheels program or protocol, protocol. and uh, the, the voice in the suit comes on. And it is, I mean, it's very... You know, it's obviously his suit has never been like that high tech and it is kind of very Iron Man-y. It makes sense though. But it does make know. sense. And the interactions that he has with the, the voice in the suit. Are, suit lady. Yeah, the suit lady. <laughs> and he ends up calling her Karen, I guess, eventually. But yeah. like, just, I mean, I thought that was some of the funniest yeah. stuff in the movie. Everything especially was Especially when he's talking to the, to the girl that he's interested <laughs> in. And, and she's in his head and she's like, tell, tell her I feel <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, it was great. Everything was really fun. I can't wait to relive it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have, maybe I'm not really good at criticism, but I don't have a lot to to dislike about about this. Yeah. The, uh, everybody waits through the credits. I won't give away what it is, but it's 
it's totally worth waiting for the end. Um, <laughs> not in the way that you would think, but it's funny. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Other I than mean, that, we I... have to sit through the credits regardless. Right. The worst thing is when like somebody from the movie theater tells us there's no like credit scene and we're like, we know we have to sit through these credits. <laughs> right. That's um, I don't think we've talked about it on on the podcast, but that's a Jake thing. Yeah. Anytime a movie is over, it's he likes to yell in the theater. You can watch the credits <laughs> saying, you know, the pro the, the royal you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As in we will stay and watch the credits. Yeah. Um, but you can watch the credits yeah. at home, too. Not just in the theater. If we watch a movie at home, we have to play through the credits. Sure. But it's funnier when he does it in the theater. <laughs> uh, I guess that's it for Spider-Man, though. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Really, um, I really, really liked soon. it. Yeah. Um, I guess that'll probably wrap it up. Or you were taking the lead on this. Are you going to wrap it up? I'll wrap it up. I guess that'll probably wrap it up. <laughs> it's a good job. <laughs> it was fun. It was smart. We liked it.